This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. Welcome to Bark and Swagger on Pet Life Radio. I'm Jody Miller Young, your host. We're doing the show today from Global Pet Expo, the annual convention, one of the largest in the pet industry, that I love to go to because I get to discover and share with you my favorite new products from around the world. So we're going to jump right in because there's a lot of ground to cover. But don't go away. First, we're going to take a break from our sponsor. Just grab that favorite beverage, get comfortable, and we'll be right back. Does your dog itch, scratch, stink, or shed like crazy? Come to Dynavite for help. Order a 90-day supply of Dynavite. Dynavite for life. Pick up two tubes of Doggo Suds. Get the third tube free. Peppermint, tea tree, lavender, Doggo Sud shampoo. Made with all-natural coconut, jojoba, aloe. Great for healthy skin and soft, shiny coats. But no itchy, harsh chemicals. Lather up, rinse away. Try Doggo Suds. Buy two, get one free. At Dynavite.com. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back. If you've just joined, you're listening to Bark and Swagger on Pet Life Radio. I'm Jody Miller Young. We are here at the Global Pet Expo in Orlando, Florida. And as I mentioned earlier, we're going to mix it up a little bit this year. While you're going to get plenty of fashion and rescue, which I love, we're also going to be interviewing people who have incredible stories or brands that have an incredible story because I want to share that with you. So first up is Trevor Thomas, who is known as the Blind Hiker. He has traversed over 22,000 miles Some of that with a guide dog, and now he's doing all his hiking with a guide dog. They are debuting his new guide dog, Lulu, here at Global Pet Expo. And we're going to meet Lulu and Trevor and learn more about his incredible story and his adventures. So we're here with Trevor Thomas, also known as the Blind Hiker. Hi, Trevor. Hello. How are you? Doing great. As I said, I am just like gobsmacked with what you've accomplished over the years since you became blind, I think in your mid-30s, yeah? Yes, yes, I went blind at the age of 35. And you have traversed over 22,000 miles, some of the toughest terrain in the U.S. How did you manage it? I know you've done it in the past few years with a guide dog, but before the guide dog, how'd you do it? Well, I originally started hiking as a way to regain my independence. It was one of the few things that I could do on my own after going blind to fight the depression and the anger. And my, my, backcountry, my backcountry feelings came back to me. And all of a sudden, I realized that hiking was a love. And I wanted to go big and go, you know, go as far as I could. So I chose the AT, the Appalachian Trail. And I thought, if I could just through hike it that means go one end to the other 2200 miles 
and I could do it just like everybody else. I'd be able to do whatever I wanted as a blind person, and I'd have my life back. So I literally risked my life on it, and I did it. After that, I hiked with friends, I hiked with some partners, and the trails got harder and harder and harder. But the one thing I realized is that when I was with friends, when I was with teammates, the independence that I fought so hard to get on the AT was lost. Even though they weren't guiding me, they were just assisting me when I needed it. But I needed to be in control. I needed to take, you know, take control of my life. So I decided to get a dog, and then I could have a canine partner, not a human partner, and I'd go anywhere I wanted to. Unbelievable. So it takes a certain kind of personality, person, to have the wherewithal and the sheer determination and drive to go beyond just trying to live independently and do it in the sort of extreme sport way that you did, Trevor. Prior to going blind, did you hike at all? Ironically enough, no. I'd done, I'd done a few day hikes. I'd done a few overnighters. But for me and my lifestyle, it was a little bit too tame. I was like, oh my God, it's hiking. It's slow. I was more into, I was a backcountry skier. I was a downhill mountain biker. I raced Porsches. So, you know, I jumped out of planes. I was an adrenaline junkie. But when I got into the world of long-distance hiking, I realized that having an opponent that was nature, something you can't control, something that is so awe-inspiring, you just have to respect it and sneak by while it's not looking, it's the most high-adrenaline sport that there is. It's an ultimate game of chess. Wow. So it makes sense to me now, obviously, that you chose to address going blind the way in which you did. And it also makes sense that you chose a guide dog, but maybe not only because it allowed you to recapture the independence that you fought so hard to win, but also because they are at one with nature. They are right there at the, on the ground. Having a dog in the backcountry is, is an amazing experience. And dogs are at home in the backcountry. Ironically enough, what most people don't know when I applied for my guide dog, my first one, was that nobody would give me one. Everyone said that guide dogs physically couldn't do what I wanted them to do. But I had trail friends that had dogs and the dogs were doing it. And then they said, well, mentally a guide dog can't figure out what you want him to do. But I just knew deep down, I said, we don't know the extent of what dogs can do. They're just, you hear them every day doing amazing things. And I I persevered, I kept calling every school, and I found the one in San Rafael, California, Guide Dogs for the Blind, who said, we don't know if it can be done, but we want to help. We want you to try, and we think it's a great way to showcase the abilities of our dogs. And they took a risk on me, and they did the best thing for me. They didn't, they didn't train a dog for me. They taught me how to train a dog for future things that I might run into so that we could grow and work together. And it's, it's been wonderful ever since. So I know that you have broken bones, dislocated parts. What was the circumstance that stands out most where either Tennille, your first guide dog that you hiked with, I don't know if Lulu's done hikes with you yet, but saved you from what could have been a disaster? Oh, God. Um, I was waiting for the injury count. Um, most people do want to ask me about that. And yes, I have. I have injured myself quite a bit, as does everyone who wants to pursue, you know, step far outside the comfort zones and push the limits. I consider myself lucky in many circumstances. I'll give you three scenarios. Probably one of my worst days and one of my best days I've ever had on trail. 
was after 2,000 miles on the AT. I was hiking in the most remote section, the 100-mile wilderness, in a hurricane. I was by myself, and I had just crossed a swollen river, nearly drowned. The temperature dropped. Everything I had was wet. And I was sitting in a shelter, debating with myself whether to press my emergency rescue beacon to have, have rescue crews come get me. Mm-hmm. And I sat there and I thought, I've got 70 miles to go. You know, it was my worst day because I nearly killed myself. But I decided not to press the button. So that was my best day by myself. The ultimate the, challenge. It was, it, was a, it was a test of faith. Yeah. But the number of times Tanil has saved me is literally mind-boggling. She has done it in town. She has done it in the backcountry. Probably the one that sticks out most in my mind is we were going high on the Continental Divide. And I had an inkling that a storm was coming because they usually do high up. You're going to get lightning storms. You're going to get rain. And hubris caught me. I had summit fever. I thought we can get over the mountain before the storm hits and we can get down on the other side. She knew it. She knew we were going to get killed. She just dug her, her dug all her feet in and literally, like she would if I tried to cross a street in front of a car, she said, we're not going. Oh my God. We stayed a little bit lower. We still got some of the brunt of the storm, but the lightning strikes that were 100 feet above us literally would have killed us. And she knew. Wow. And Lulu, so far we haven't gone really extreme because she's still learning, mm-hmm. but... I didn't even get out of class with her when I was at school, receiving her and training to find out if this was going to be a good match. We were just doing a a standard, what we call a route, which is learning how to work in town together. And Crosswalk said I could go. I decided, okay, let's go. I wasn't paying attention. I walked one foot off the curb and a car came out of nowhere. She ripped me backwards, right back onto the sidewalk. She passed with flying colors. even, Even before we graduated, I knew she was the one. Beautiful thing. Um, she is a progeny of Tennille's, or no? Ironically enough, she is not a progeny of Tennille, but since Tennille was so famous in the guide dogs for the blind world, all the puppy raisers have followed her career. When they found out I received Honolulu, they started doing the genealogy work on the two dogs, and they found out that, yes, they are actually related. They have a grandfather sire that is the same, though they come from different litters. So she's carrying the torch for Tanil, who lives with you now, right? Tanil is retired, and she is with me. And just like any other any other dog owner, you will pry her leash out of my cold, dead hand. <laughs> oh, Trevor, it has been an honor to meet you and Lulu debuting here at Global, and to talk with you about some of your adventures and continued adventures, success, and keep safe. Well, thank you very much. Thanks for having us, and hopefully, we'll come back again. My pleasure. I don't know how many of you this may affect, but it might affect some of you, and I just think it's a wonderful thing that this company is doing. The company is called Walkin' Pets, and they provide wheelchairs for dogs in need. And they're stylish, so we'll hear about that too. I'm talking today with Debbie Tylis, who is the International Veterinary Sales, it's a long one, guys, I'm sorry, person for Walking Pets. Hi, Debbie. Hi, how are you? I'm doing great, thanks. Thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you for having me. Tell us a little bit about Walking Pets. So Walking Pets by HandicapPets.com is based out of Amherst, New Hampshire. We've been in business for about 16 years. Our wheelchair is one of the only adjustable wheelchairs on the market, and it stylishly comes in three colors, pink, blue, and camouflage. 
Love that, and they're really, really cute. The thing that warms my heart is the gift that this provides to dogs who are so resilient. So just because, you know, they may be paralyzed or born that way or in an accident doesn't mean that um, they have to end their lives. Um, the wheelchair can still provide them so much freedom. And I don't know if you guys ever heard of a dog called Albert on Wheels. It's an Instagram account. If you didn't, check it out. I think he has like 600 and something thousand followers. He is in a wheelchair. He is on the beach. They live in Connecticut. He's on the beach a lot with his bigger dog sibling. And to see this dog barrel up and down the beach in his wheelchair, I mean, there is a lot of life in this dog. Yes, and we've worked with a lot of rescue dogs. Um, we recently worked with Effie, who was rescued um, from Texas. Um, her wheelchair was donated by Gunner's Wheels, an organization out of Wisconsin, um, and we worked great with them. And we helped Effie get her wheels, get her situated, um, and then she just participated in the New York Fashion Show. Yeah, she was in the New York Pet Fashion Show, Walk in the Runway, God bless Effie. I was just talking, you know, with Debbie about this, because you know we've done a lot on the New York Pet Fashion Show on Bark and Swagger, both on the blog and on the radio show. And um, it's near and dear to our hearts. And the fact that Effie was able to don a pair of wheels that Walk in Pets made possible for her and then become a fashion star is just beyond beyond. Yeah, it's really great. We get to help a lot of rescue dogs. Uh, so that's one of our things that make things that make, things that make my heart dance. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Where can people learn more about you and find you? Our website is walkinpets.com and um, we're on Facebook and Instagram. Thank you so much, Debbie. Thank you. Have a great day. One of the people that I was determined to find at Global is from New York and now lives in L.A. His name is Michael Breach, and he is Baristart. The guy does incredible, incredible artwork into lattes, into coffee. And um, if you follow him on Instagram, it is Baristart. You're going to be blown away by the types of art that he creates. And so I have to talk to him. I want to introduce you to him. And we're going to find out more about his background and how he got into this particular thing. Hey, Michael. How are you, Judy? Doing good, doing good. He's now currently working on drawing Annie and Albie, my two chihuahuas, in a coffee. So he's so good at this that he can actually do an interview while he's working. So we're going to kind of mix it in. Yeah, it's funny. Yeah, I used to not be able to talk while I did this, and now I'm just kind of used to it. I do so many of these events all over, and I have so many conversations with people. So it's like one of my favorite things about this is just all, all the people of, you meet. Yeah, all the people I meet and the places I get to travel with it. So, you know, it's like it's really, you know, I feel very blessed to be here and to especially be a part of this pet show. I mean, I love dogs and I love all animals, so... You know, you've traveled some you know, all over the world for what you do. Tell us some of the most sort of far reaching places yeah i guess the furthest i've been away would be singapore you know but i've been to australia i've been to um denmark i even went to kuwait so that's that was cool i was hired by the prince of kuwait once which really? was really neat yeah so what you know you for him? Was it a party he, he was opening a coffee shop because so over there they don't really drink alcohol so they just have you know coffee bars so that's like the one of the their main sources of like entertainment and it's like how people there really meet each other and and do things so um you know it was really cool to be a part of that and to you know be immersed in another culture and especially like other cultures that have to do with coffee like i've been to turkey doing this i've been to you know you name it i've probably been there pretty much everywhere but europe funny enough how long have you been doing this 
So I've been doing this since 2011. I quit my day job 2013. So 2011 was when I was just sort of cultivating followers on social media. And, you know, it was before I traveled doing this necessarily. There wasn't a market for it when I started. So I sort of had to just create my own market for it just by getting exposure and putting it out there, you know? And how did you get involved in doing this very sort of niche thing? It kind of, in a lot of ways, it, it kind of chose me. Like, I just started doing this. Uh, I kind of just did it out of fun. And really, I just sort of did it authentically as myself, as an artist. Like, I wasn't really um, doing it to try to be, like, insta-famous or anything like that. Because, honestly, back then, that didn't exist. There was no no one budgeted for that. And there was no such things as influencers back then. I was just kind of doing what I did. And I think part of that and doing what I did naturally makes I guess kind of made what I did more authentic to the community online so I was able to get followers pretty quickly because they were you know it was just doing it genuinely because I wanted to. In the pet community I found out about you originally through my friend Nina and her dog Holly, Holly the Happy Havanese. You have done a lot of dogs as part of what you do. Yeah, so actually one of my the favorite subjects people have are pets. And sometimes it's like once people realize I can actually do pets at an event, they will all want their dogs because I generally do portraits of people. So it'll generally, yeah, I start with humans. you know, And then the more I've done a lot more pet events recently, and I really enjoy it because there's so many different breeds of dogs and cats, and, you know, they always present a unique challenge. What's the craziest thing you ever um, drew into coffee? Hmm. I don't know. I've done I've done a wedding proposal for somebody once, so I thought that was pretty cool because that was like a big deal for them. I mean, obviously, I was doing something that affected their entire lives, so they'll always remember that. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Your, your work is beautiful. You can see examples of Michael's work on the Bark and Swagger page of the Pet Life Radio site. Thank you. Thanks for having me. We're going to take a short break from our sponsor, but don't go away. When we come back, you're going to meet some more interesting people and learn about some cool new brands. So refresh that beverage, get comfortable, and we'll be right back. Sit. Stay. We'll be right back. Right after we kibble a little with our sponsors. It's designerpetsweaters.com. Hand-knitted designer sweaters for your precious pup or cool cat. Beautiful couture patterns for your pets, including custom-knitted formal wear, casual wear, yachting, and even sports-themed. Many designer pet sweaters include feathered tammy hats, top hats, and a lot of sparkle. Each sweater includes leg loops, front paw sleeves, and leash opening. Visit designerpetsweaters.com to order your four-legged fashions today. Large or small, we fit them all. Designerpetsweaters.com Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back. If you're just joining, you're listening to Bark and Swagger on Pet Life Radio. I'm Jody Miller Young, your host. We're coming to you today from Global Pet Expo in Orlando, Florida one of the biggest pet conventions in the world, where we're meeting new brands and talking to interesting people with fascinating stories. So let's continue. Who doesn't love costumes? 
for our babies and the go-to costume destination is Ruby's. Ruby's Pet Shop. A lot of you may know it. If you don't, check it out. I'm here at Global with Erin Bragg, who really developed this part of the brand, which I didn't know, but is a 68-year-old company. But this costume part of it is Erin's baby, and she's going to tell us all about it. We've got some great openings coming up and holidays, so listen up. Hey, Erin. Hi, everyone. Thank you for having me today. It's my pleasure. Tell us about the brand. Well, Ruby's Pet Shop is a part of Ruby's Costume Company, which is the absolute powerhouse of Halloween uh, and costumes in general. This brand, which is dedicated especially to pets, was started in 2012, and we went from having maybe 50 costumes to over 500 different SKUs. We have like about 30 different licenses, so your favorites like Disney and Marvel, Star Wars, DC Comics and Nickelodeon, the list goes on, but that's really what we do the best. Uh, so we're here today at Global Pet Expo just showing everything, and we just landed last year the Disney Pets license. Wow, yeah. that is huge. So that's the most exciting thing that we're sharing today at the show, for sure. Yeah, so what do you have, well, there are a couple of questions here, but what do you have coming up under that new license that we should be looking out for? Okay, well, Disney, under the Disney umbrella, you have regular Disney, Marvel, Pixar, and Star Wars. So a lot going on under that. I'm most excited about some of the classic movies, uh, including Aladdin, where Will Smith is going to be the genie. So I'm really excited about that. I think he'll be funny. We're uh, excited about that, too. He's yeah. going to look really great in that genie costume. He's yeah. buffed up, right? Yeah, he's buffed up. It's a, <laughs> it's a tough act to follow after Robin Williams, but I think he'll do a really good job. Yeah. So we're developing a lot for Aladdin. Dumbo just came out, so something with the really big ears has been a lot of fun. Lion King, Toy Story, Frozen 2. Oh my God. So that's with Disney. We have enough to go on uh, for the whole year. And with Marvel, we have Avengers Endgame, which is supposed to be the end episode where all the superheroes, hopefully they all come back. And Spider-Man is another really big film coming out this summer that we have plenty of new products to show just on that one movie alone. And we talked about holidays. Yes, holidays yeah. coming up, but everybody... Instagram opportunities, you know, get in touch with Rubies and get your costumes in advance for all these openings because they're going to be going fast. They sure will. So tell us about upcoming, you know, holidays that uh, where Rubies can come in to help outfit your pet. Well, the, the next big one for us, there's two. It's Easter where the bunny ears are just insane. Everybody is actually using our bunny ears to enter for the Cadbury Egg Bunny Contest where oh you dress God. up your pets. Yeah. And then Cinco de Mayo, believe it or not, huge holiday for us. We sell sombreros like crazy around that time of the year. So sombreros, Mexican serape type outfits are really popular. And then when you get into the summer, it's all about red, white, and blue. From Memorial Day all the way to Labor Day. And then shortly after, it's Halloween time. And it's a no-brainer what happens around that time yeah. of year. Yeah. So you are busy really year-round these days. Believe it or not, we are. Yeah, a lot of people wonder what we do all year round, thinking about Halloween, but it just never ends. Movies, holidays, and uh, not to mention Christmas. Right. Well, that's a good thing. Yeah. Tell us where people can find you. You can find us at rubies.com, and the best place to see the best pictures would be our Instagram, which is Ruby's Pet Shop. Perfect. Thank you so much, Erin. Thank you. Thanks for coming by.
You might remember a couple of years ago, I introduced you to a brand called Bella and Bow. They were brand new. They were first showing their wares at Global. And I fell in love with the brand. It is charms, beautiful charms for dogs, a charm collar and a matching bracelet for their human. Um, the charms are gorgeous, really well made. There are a lot of them. You can basically choose whatever interests you or whatever makes sense for your dog. And now they've expanded. They've expanded their human bracelets and their charm collection. And I wanted to make sure you know about this because if you don't know about Bellimbo, you should. So we're here with Andrew Burchat, who is going to tell us about what's new with Bella and Bo. Hey, Andrew. Hey, Jody. Great talking to you. Yeah, so we're really excited about expanding our bracelets. We've introduced two new bracelet styles in four different colors. We've got our classic tan braided leather bracelet, our black, our pink, and our Bella and Bo blue. So beautiful, beautiful bracelets, and we've heard a lot from people that they want to match their dog, and so now with our new colored bracelets, they match the colored collars as well. Absolutely. It's all about connecting with your dog on whatever level, and there are so many levels these days to do that. Just fill people in on the basic core brand, so because it's been a couple of years. Sure. Yeah, so Bell & Bow is charm jewelry for dogs and dog lovers. We have about 200 unique charms, all designed from the dog's perspective. And the fun thing about this is that every charm comes with a story written by the dog. So you really can connect with those special stories you have with your dog, that special bond that you have with your dog um, that isn't like anything else. That's beautiful. A lot of us have rescue pups. You have a new expanded collection in that field. So tell us about that. Yeah, we have about, uh, I think it's eight rescue charms specific for rescues that we've just come out with. A lot of them are fun. Some of them are who rescued who, I rescued my human. So we're really playing on how, sure, you may be rescuing your dog, your rescue, but in a lot of cases, that your rescue is doing a lot more for you than you are doing for them. Absolutely. And for those of us who love a little bling, you have that too. Tell us about some of your blingy charms. Oh yeah, we've got lots of bling. And all of our charms that have crystals, we use Svorsky crystals. So they really sparkle, really dazzle. And we've got pink and blue and glitz and glamour. It's a lot of fun. Fantastic. If you want to see images of what we're talking about, go on the Bark and Swagger page of the Pet Life Radio site. Thank you so much, Andrew. Where can people find you? People can find us on bellabow.net. Thanks. What about social? Social media, yeah. Bella Bow Charms on Instagram, Facebook, and Pinterest. Wonderful. Thanks, Andrew. Thanks so much, Jody. You guys know JCLA, my friend Jeannie Chin. Every time I'm at Global, I talk with her, and she's made many appearances on the Bark and Swagger blog and on the radio show. Well, of course, I had to come visit her at Global. I haven't seen her for two years, and I missed her, and of course, she doesn't disappoint. She's got great, great stuff that's new, so she's going to tell us about it. Hey, Jeannie. Hey, good to see you again. I can't believe it's been two years. I know, it goes too fast. Oh, so yes. what I have learned in the past couple of years is that people carry multiple little dogs or bigger dogs, and all of my larger bags were outselling the smaller ones. So the new line is all about taking weight off of your body and accommodating multiple dogs or 
like a about 16 pounds around there kind of dog. So we have the Ferrari convertible backpack, which has been very popular. That's um, beautiful. What is that made out of? It's like a a PU straw. So it's soft. It's not like the kind of straw that hurts uh-huh. when you touch. It. Yes. <laughs> um, the dog can see out. No one can see in. Um, it distributes the weight. Cross your back. The straps are all removable, uh-huh. and you can do a cross-body strap. Perfect. There's the head hole with a chin pillow. Can stay open or closed, and this is kind of the length that seems to be really in need. Like all the women need something long like this. Yeah, so. yeah. And, and if it's something you're carrying on you, as opposed to an, the other great piece, new piece that you're going to talk about in a moment, this is really as big as you want to go. Yeah. We have the deluxe size, which is only four inches wider, but that's about the limit that you want to carry on you anyway. We have these really thick straps and cushy. Yeah, so lot very durable. We have the Mystere satchel. So our famous dog silhouettes were laser cut into this lychee skin, so it's cruelty free and it's soft. It feels like pebble leather. You wouldn't even know the difference. The mesh is red. It contrasts with the black lychee skin and uh, you can put a dog in there it can see out again and breathe and even if you have fur or anything up against it you really can't unless you're looking for the dog see it so that's always your big thing the stealth you know aspect my customers taught me that that's what they want something light they want to hide their dog they want to bring their dog everywhere but it amazed me that these women are walking around carrying 17 pounds and so we made Mystere Shoppers, which are rolling shopping bags. It's not trying to be the little airline under the seat or in the overhead bin, which we don't really want to put dogs in the overhead bin anyway. No. But when I'm shopping, I don't want to have a dog stroller. I don't want people asking me questions. Sometimes I just want to do my own thing and, you know, a little bit of an introvert. So these are beautiful, classy looking with the same lychee skin pebble leather, black on black. So they can breathe, they can see out. It's like a kennel, a traveling kennel. So when you stop, you can open up the side. There's a nice cushy pillow, cushion, egg crate foam. They can hang out in there. It has the spinner wheels, so it glides across the floor. It's like no effort. And we have clients who have multiple dogs. Like this one woman puts like eight chihuahuas in there. <laughs> oh, God. She opens it up, and it's like a clown car. It's like, nee, 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 nee. They all come out. And it's the funniest thing I've ever She just sent me a video. So we have that, and then we have a smaller one, which is for, like, maybe three littles, four littles, or a medium-sized dog. And the whole idea is you get to shop in peace, the dog's totally comfortable, and the weight's off your shoulder. So that's what's new. Absolutely, and this is great for our friends in New York, the little dogs, you know, and it's beautiful. I mean, you will get to see all of these on the Bark and Swagger page of the Pet Life Radio site. Beautiful, beautiful products and, again, solve problems for pet parents. So, Jeannie, you did it again. Thank you. It's so good to see you. And thank you for always supporting my designs and being such a wonderful friend. You're the best. We love you and we love what you do. So thanks for participating. Thank you. Who doesn't love cake? Your puppy loves cake, too. And as you may have heard, there's puppy cake that solved that problem. Puppy cake was seen on Shark Tank. I'm here with Kelly Costello, who developed the brand, created the brand, and we're going to learn more about it, what's in it, and how you can get it. Hi, Kelly. Hi. So the reason I started this company is that I wanted to be able to bake a cake for my dog, something that was healthy and safe and natural. 
but there wasn't really an option like that on the market. So I came up with a couple of recipes. The first ones were banana and carob because I wanted to do something like a, a yellow cake or a chocolate cake. And carob is a natural, safe alternative to chocolate. Tastes like chocolate, but it's totally safe for dogs. Our most popular flavor now is peanut butter, and they all come with icing. Ooh, yummy. So how many different flavors do you have now? So we have five flavors of cake mix. And another nice product that's really fun to serve with cake is ice cream. So we, so we launched a Puppy Scoops ice cream mix. It's a powder. You add water to it, put it in the freezer. Super easy. Fun flavors like peanut butter and maple bacon. You have other really cool flavors, which you'll see on the Bark and Swagger page of the Pet Life Radio site and the pictures. Tell us a little bit about the ingredients. And we know that, you know, whether it's sugar or other ingredients, that it's going to be okay. So our recipes are specifically tailored for dogs. We use dog-safe ingredients like peanut butter, banana, carob, red velvets flavored with beets. Not my favorite, but the dogs seem to really love it. And then also the carob cake mix and the pumpkin cake mix. And then our icing, dogs love it. You're not going to like it. Uh, It's a yogurt-based icing. There's no sugar in it. There's no flavoring, but the dogs seem to go bananas for that icing. That's really cool. So where can people find you? There's lots of places to buy a puppy cake. Uh, There's probably a retailer near you. You can go to puppycake.com, put in your zip code, and find a store near you. We also sell on our website, and we also sell Prime on Amazon. That's a great place to buy it as well. That's where I'm going. Thank you so much, Kelly. Continued success. Thank you so much. We're all out of time today, but there's more Global Pet Expo. You know how sometimes they say too much of a good thing is no good? Well, this is not one of those times because stay tuned for part two of my Global Pet Expo discoveries that I want to share with you. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.